Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, and welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. Maybe I should introduce myself as Pizza Mama. Pizza Mama. (laughs) Pizza Mama 1-2, or what was it, 102 or something 101. Like 101. Pizza Mama 101. We were just talking about uh, AIM screen names. Um, oh, God. Hold it's on. Nice. I can't hear anyone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Alexa's ear dropped out. Yeah. Okay, we're back. And she's back. Uh, we were just talking about AIM screen names and, like, how funny they were. And um, Ambie was telling me she used her friends. What was your friend's AIM screen name? I don't remember. I know her name was Tammy. Tammy Pollock. That's not her name anymore because she's <laughs> married now. But I remember I would go over to Tammy's house and I would use Tammy's AIM. And who, who um, were you? What were you using it for? You, you I literally like- don't even know. I just remember <laughs> being like, this is so cool and I'm a part of it and feeling really included because I didn't yeah. have a computer at my house. Yeah. Oh my god! You would be like chatting to like a cute boy or something or whoever. I don't even know who I was chatting to. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was just saying like that's what would happen. Like you'd go over, you'd be typing through some of your friends, even if you already you had your own aim. If you were hanging out with your friend and you Mm -hmm. went on aim together. Yeah. And you would message somebody and be like, no, it's me. It looks like this person, but it, I'm here too. And they would be like, oh my God. And you, ha- that was like. Yes, chatting. I remember that. <laughs> and then you'd be, and then sometimes you'd be like, really? Like, is that really happening? Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's so, funny. so this is really sad. God, I hope Tammy doesn't listen to this podcast. So Sorry, Tammy. Tammy's mom had a, maybe a little bit of a drinking problem. And. <laughs> Tammy's dad worked nights. So at nighttime, it was like a free for all for us kids. And we would all go to Tammy's house. And during the day, we would chat with people and be like, who's coming over to Tammy's house? And like, (laughs) it was, it was insane. So like my mom would talk to Tammy's mom and it was all good because there was parents there. And then Tammy's mom would pass out and people would come over and it was. Oh, that's a good, yeah. It was, yeah, we got into a lot of trouble in high school, but it was fun. Dang, she passed out that hard? She sure did. Dang. She sure did. Poor Tammy's mom. I hope you're doing well, Where I sure fucking hope that Tammy's not listening to this podcast. Oh, boy. Probably should have said her name. Could we edit that out? It's on live. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm sure The things we do in high school. Yeah, she doesn't listen. Um... Yeah, I just have memories of, like, coming, like, 
it wasn't like I was staying out late or anything because I was in high school. My parents were so strict about curfew and stuff. But like I would come home and my parents were kind of already in bed and I'd mm. want to go online. So like, but you know, it's not fucking quiet. It was like, right. it's it was like, quiet in the house, but it's like, yeah. and I'd be like, shut up. I'm trying to like see if a cute boy is on. God. Oh my um, God. I remember that you couldn't be on the phone and on the computer at the same time. Was that, is that a thing? Unless, that was a you, thing. unless you had two lines. I think if you had, you had two, two lines, lines, you could, but you couldn't, if you had one line, you had to like, yeah. I remember. I think I was privileged because I'm pretty sure I had two lines. I do remember like trying to call people and then someone else was on the phone or someone trying to make a phone call when I was on the phone and I'd be like, get off the phone. Like, (laughs) I remember that. Someone was talking about, I never experienced this. Oh, the 90s were a wild time. Go ahead. Someone was talking about in the 90s, how I think it was Dak Shepard was talking about how like there would be emergency breakthrough calls where you would like call, um, maybe this is even before our time, but like you would call the, if you, if you called and there was no call waiting at this time. So like if you called and the line was busy, meaning someone was already using the phone and you can, and you couldn't get a hold of them, what you could do was call the operator and say, Hey, I need to make an emergency breakthrough call to whoever. And they just wouldn't even question you or ask why or who or how you know this person. They'd just be like, okay, what's the number? And then they would basically, it, it, they would basically break through the call that was already happening and be like, hey, this call is from, like you have an emergency breakthrough call from this person. And he said that was a way that you would let them know like, hey, I'm trying to get in touch with you. It's kind of like beeping. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, anyway. What a blast from the past. Um, let blast. us know your AIM screen names. Um, it would it would really entertain us. I think. And if you don't know what an AIM screen name is, don't respond to this because I already feel old. I don't need to feel old. <laughs> um, how are you? How was your Memorial Day weekend? My Memorial Day weekend was so great. Went to the beach. Turns out my girlfriend lives ridiculously close to the beach. So she went out of town and I went to her house and I went to the beach by myself with the children I basically just went to the beach all weekend and it was glorious. It looked it. It It looked glorious. I, you know that I'm coming to the beach. I'm going, we got like a beach house in Norfolk, um, uh, in July. Oh shit. Yeah. I forgot about that. When in July? I I think it's like the first weekend in July or something. Is it July 4th? No, it's like after that. It's right after that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, and your girlfriend was so sweet to offer up her place, but it's like me, my husband, my parents, our dogs. Like, it's a yeah. lot. So, um, yeah, I'll be near you and we can We hang should out. hang out. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah. How was your weekend? What did you do? It was so good. My – I – um, I got a lot of work done. <laughs> my husband had to like make an emergency trip to Boston. And so I got to like get some stuff done. But then he came back and then we got to like see each other. We haven't seen each other in a bit and get some. It just, for it was like half getting things done, which there's so much to get done now with the baby and like just like kind of reorganizing our apartment and stuff like that. And then the other part was seeing a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. My best friend from high school, Andy, is back from Australia with her new fiancé, her Australian fiancé. Her Australian fiancé. That's so so cute. And like typical Australian, like so sweet and funny and – but just – 
Yeah. And it was really cool to see them together. And I got to see her family. And yeah, it's just um, just a blast from the past. So like, I also got to see my cousin and their kids. And they're just getting so – they're just so funny. They're like at that age where they're um, – they're just like they're saying stuff. They're starting to say stuff, and you're just like, okay, this is what the kids are talking about. Okay, all right, this is it. Like they were t- <laughs> they were talking about. Um, this is interesting. This is the first time this had happened to me as like an adult with kids or like kids around. The older sister, she's a seven, I think, was talking about the younger brother, and the younger brother was saying. This, this this girl's my girlfriend. She's like, that's not your girlfriend. And he's like, yes, it is. And she's like, no, she doesn't even, you don't even know where she lives. Like that, you're not, that's not your girlfriend. And he's like, yeah, I have this girlfriend and this girlfriend and this girlfriend. And she's like, no, you don't have a crush on any of those girls. You have a crush on this guy. And that means you're gay. And it was just like, okay. And she was like, and he was like, no, I don't. I like this girl. And she's like, no, you like this boy. And that means you're gay. And she just kept saying it. And I was like, well, that's okay. Like, okay. And I wasn't sure that she was trying to enta- – she was definitely, like, trying to poke him. But, like, it wasn't necessarily like, you're gay and that's bad. It was just, like, mm-hmm. pointing it out. And right. so that was the first time – she's seven. Like, it was the first time I've been around kids who start talking about that where I actually had the opportunity because I was, like, the adult there to be like, okay, that's fine. You know, like, and what if, if so. And um, it was just, it's just interesting to me to see how young kids are being exposed to these ideas and topics that like, when I was growing up, it just took a lot. I mean, it was probably wasn't until like more like 13. um, Yeah, that we were actually like having the talking about it, even if it wasn't in like the most positive way, but it came into conversation. So um. It was just interesting to hear kids talk. That's all. And well, me. I think like if I can interject really quick, I think yeah. what's interesting is that we never ask children what their preferences are. We assume that everybody's yeah. straight and society is geared towards everybody being straight. And so like, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's abnormal for a child to be attracted to the same sex. I think that, you know, at a young age, like I'm attracted to this, or I'm attracted to that, or, or that kind of um, thing. But I don't necessarily think that I do think that at a young age, we know that it's definitely geared one way or the other. And that, I was talking to my mom about this this week and actually, cause we had a situation that I won't go into on the podcast, but I digress. So essentially what I was saying is that we assume that people are straight until we're told otherwise. And maybe it shouldn't be like that. No, totally. I told my mom in the fifth, I was in the fourth or fifth, fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. I don't know. I was young and I was like, I like girls. Yeah. So. I, no, no, totally. I noticed that too, like normally. And that, again, I got to have the opportunity to be like, because they were bringing up, oh, like, are do you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, yeah, my husband right here. <laughs> like, you know, and yeah. they've known him for a long time. But so I was like, what about you? Do you like anyone? You know, like I wasn't, but I noticed, like, I remember when I'm, I was little, 
any adult would be like, so do you have a boyfriend? Mm -hmm. And I can imagine being a little person and knowing that you like the same sex or, you know, you don't like who everybody is assuming you like and then being constantly asked, so do you have like a boyfriend Mm -hmm. yet? And it's like, it's a constant implication of, and because that's what you should you should. Not only right. just you should have a boyfriend at the age of seven or whatever. Which is crazy. Yeah. Or eight or nine or however old you are. Mm-hmm. But also like uh, – and um, and it should be this way. Anyway, yeah. It just made me – like it just – it was just interesting and made me actually happy that like <laughs> that, that conversation is – be. I don't know. I guess because I'm entering the world of kids, I'm like, oh, wow, like it really is like kids are really starting to talk about this more openly younger and we get to be the adults who don't say like, don't say that about, you know, don't say that about him or whatever, but say like, okay, maybe so and that's okay, you know, so what? Yeah, I mean, I think that your response to it is really important because if you say, don't say that, and we're automatically assuming that being gay is a bad Bad. thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, and that's what makes me, uh, well, that's one of the things that makes me upset about the law in Florida, don't say gay. I digress, that's a different issue, but I I feel like it's, even if you look at like the monkeypox situation, that is being again, it's like the new AIDS epidemic where it's being geared oh, monkey towards <laughs> towards yeah. um, people in the LGBTQIA plus community, where only like religious leaders and um, different politicians are saying that only people in this community have monkeypox, and it's leading to basically a modern day witch hunt and also a lot of misinformation about how the virus spreads. So it's just a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. It's just it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. We live in a crazy world. Oh my God. It's insane. I haven't heard a lot about monkeypox, so that's news to me. I mean, I've heard, a, I've heard about it, but I haven't heard that much about it. Um, it's a virus. It yeah. spreads like a virus. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we just live in a world of viruses now. So yeah. that's just yeah. – Yay. That's our world. Uh, <laughs> maybe all these viruses are going to turn uh, us into superhumans. That's how we get our superpowers <laughs> is that we get so – we maybe. evolve, you know, like, hey, it could be. could be our evolution story. It could be. Like, honestly, if that happened, I'd be like, yeah, that fits. That fits. Yes. That tracks with this reality. Alexa can fly now. (laughs) Man, that would be so cool. Um, By the way, (laughs) so random, but my laugh has changed like five times this weekend. And then my dad was like, I was like commenting on it. I was like, so weird. I like have a completely different laugh like every like hour. And my dad was like, yeah, I think that happens when you're pregnant because like something, it's your diaphragm. I'm like, what? Being pregnant changes your laugh? I don't know about that. But I will tell you something that I've noticed since being pregnant, which I'm curious, Ambie. My body hair does not grow. I, I have not shaved my legs. Yeah, like and now you're hairy. Weeks. No, I'm saying my body hair, being pregnant, does not grow. What? 
Yeah. I've heard, I've heard and experienced the opposite. No, a lot of people do experience the opposite, but I Googled it and I guess like the other half of people experience or some people experience the other, which is like, I literally have not shaved my legs in like three weeks. And it's as if I haven't shaved in like two days, Hmm. armpits, all of it. So. Wow. Yeah. Let's stay pregnant forever. (laughs) Careful what you wish for. Oh my God. Um, okay. Well, uh, before we get into today's topic, um, couple announcements. One, we're sold out for our retreat. Woohoo! If we're going to be, I can't believe we're going to be there in one week. That is so crazy. The June just snuck up on us. Um, two, we, um, oh gosh, what did I want to announce? Pregnancy oh, brain. Texas yeah. retreat. Not oh, retreat. Texas. Event. Yes, we have our last uh, conversations with Arc Nine or an evening with Arc Nine event, our live event, uh, mm-hmm. where Ambi channels the Arc Nine, and we get together with this amazing group of people in this beautiful place. And uh, our last event is going to be in Austin, Texas. We have a few tickets left. It is September twenty seventh, I believe. It is the September. Night. It is not September. Sorry, no. it's June twenty no, seventh. <laughs> I shouldn't be target facts right now. <laughs> no, it's not. That doesn't work for me in my timeline. Yeah, yeah, you're like, hell no. Oh, yeah, not for me either. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, you're going to be doing something a little different. Yeah, that would be crazy. No, um, it's June 27th, I believe, or the 26th. Let me look at my calendar. Hold it's on. It's terrible. Hold it's on. whatever Jesus. the Thursday is, the Thursday night. And we're doing it at... Um, Thursday is June 23rd. Oh, shit. Okay. June 23rd. (laughs) Oh, my God, guys. This is terrible. Anyway, tickets are $44. It's a two-hour event, and we usually hang out after and, like, go get food. So um, there's a bunch of you coming that we don't know. We're so excited to meet you and hang out with you, take pictures. And anyone in the Texas area, if you can make the trip, uh, you should come. So all details on our website. You can click on tour, um, Interbloom podcast.com click tour and you'll see the option to buy tickets um and yeah we'll make the other announcements at the end of the podcast so let's dive in so what are we talking about today for loose leaner um we are talking about what happens when you do the thing you love for work which yes i think is a thing that a lot of people really want to do and are working to do you know like that is the dream right the dream when you're doing something you hate to do for money the dream Mm -hmm. is man what if I could do what I love every day and be paid for it right Mm -hmm. and I think the two of us are in in a situation like that where we really get to do the things that we love however the premise of this talk is that it's a trade-off because while you get to do things you love and get paid for it, that's great. When that's things, great. And that's great. <laughs> when things are stressful in your life and mm-hmm. normally you would do the thing you love to take the stress away, you don't necessarily have that option anymore because the thing you love has become your work. So yeah. It's a very interesting dynamic. And, Ambie, I'm curious how you feel about that and how you've experienced that in your life. So I – oh, my leg's itchy. I got bit by mosquitoes this weekend. 
Um, I have done this to two things, which is super fun. So I've done this for readings and this podcast. So I don't know if we ever like thought that we're going to make our full-time income be this podcast. I think we did, but I don't know if we ever like really had the idea that we could do it. I think it was always like a pipe dream, right? Or at least in the beginning is what I'm thinking. When I, excuse me, still worked for the chiropractor. And um, I think what people don't understand about it is one, that you still have to treat it like a job. You still have to show up when you don't want to show up, right? Because no matter what you do, you're going to have days where you don't want to show up. And especially with everything going on in my life with like the divorce and coming out and all kinds of stuff, there have been days where I just want to hide under the blanket and not show up to anything. And you just don't have that option because this is now your full-time income. And it's, it's still something that I'm really, really grateful for. I wouldn't change it for anything, but I think those days are, those days are hard, but it's also like why you're doing this because if I had to go to an office and sit in an office with people I didn't like, I would probably have quit my job by now. I probably would have been like, I need to take a leave of absence or I need to do something else because this just isn't working for me. So for me, I really enjoy it. I think for me, I need to get more (laughs) intentional and deliberate about creating like office hours because I'm not really good at that. Um, But other than that, I think that's the only, the hard part is like differentiating fun and play or fun and play, fun and and work is what I meant to say. Totally. Totally. And I think like one of the things that we've realized too, especially recently as so much has been changing and like you said, you've been going through some stuff is like, it's really interesting when in a normal job, if somebody needs to take a leave of absence, right? They're going through something, something happens in their life. It's usually fine because Mm -hmm. you just hire someone to take their place (laughs) and no one on the outside is upset by that or notices because it's the background of the comp, it's the inner workings of the company. You don't like see that on the outside, right? But with me and you and this podcast, like we've, we are the product. (laughs) Like we are, us just being who we are is the business. And so I think it's it's very and 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 I don't think we're alone in that either. I mean, if you think about like the influencer economy, it's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. someone just being who they are on the internet, that is the product. And so I think it can I think as we continue progressing in this way, it's something to be conscious of. Like it's something to really think about um And make sure you're taking care of yourself along the way because I think we have this idea in our minds of like, I can't stop. I can't, like, I can't slow down. Again, I'm like the face of this thing. And to some degree, that might be true, right? But to another degree, it's like, you know, I think the thing that we need to start valuing more than getting things done is just being authentic and real and saying like, hey, I'm a human, and I'm going through stuff and I I can't be on 24-7. Like that's just not realistic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And also to know that like, I like what you said about differentiating between work and play because, but I guess my question is like, but how do you do that? Like for you, how do you do that with like, what's work and what's play in the business? So that's a good question. So with the podcast, this right now, this is play to me. This is like fun. This is, I'm, I'm talking to my friend and we're hanging out. Like I get all the attention. This is fun, right? <laughs> the not fun part is creating, setting up the appointments, following up with people, scheduling things, writing out emails. Those are the things that like, I absolutely hate doing that shit, hate it, <laughs> but I have to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with my business, with the readings, the readings are the fun part. I could do those all day. But the not fun part is creating social media content for me. I don't like that. Um, Or reschedule, like my calendar. If you're listening to this and you've booked a reading in June, I guarantee you your appointment is going to get rescheduled because my calendar has fucked everything for me. So I apologize in advance. It's scheduled people the whole week of the retreat. We're gone. Awesome. So though, like, I know I have that going on in the background, so I've got to reschedule everybody's appointments. That's the work part that I don't enjoy doing. So, you know, there's that, but the actual (laughs) appointments, like going on retreats, things like that. Those are fun to me. That's, that's my fun. That's what I was thinking you would say were fun. Um, what like going to the beach when I should be doing something else. So, you know, Would you say that it's worth it? Like if somebody's considering getting into um, doing their passion for work and would you say that it's <laughs> worth it, the trade-off of not necessarily having that as an escape anymore? I would say absolutely. It really depends on who you are. <clears throat> for me, I never felt like I fit in at a job. I always felt like like the chiropractic office was probably – The chiropractic office or doing home health physical therapy was the closest that I felt like, okay, I could do this for a long period. And I was at the chiropractic office for almost four years, I think. Yeah. And um, I did home health for almost two. Um, And what I liked about the home health is I could make my own schedule. What I liked about the chiropractic office is I couldn't get fired. I could do anything I wanted and I wouldn't get fired for it. And so there was some safety in that, right? And the money was good. And the big thing here that I don't think a lot of people see or understand is that that time of my life, I would go, so I worked Monday through Friday, nine to five, normal job, sometimes nine to six, because I would stay late and clean up and all of that jazz. And then I would make dinner, put the kids to bed. And then from like nine o'clock until midnight, I would do readings. And then on Saturdays and Sundays all day, I would do readings. So that's the part that I think a lot of people don't see. And a lot of people don't understand is while I still worked a full-time job and did all of these things, I was still doing readings and building this business. We would record, we would record on my lunch break or like, I forgot about that. Yeah. In my office when I was supposed to be working, but like, we would just find time to do, to make it work because we wanted it to work, you know? And I think that that's the thing that people don't, don't get is they don't understand why it's not working because they're, they don't have enough time. Well, you make time for what you think is important. And this was really important to both of us. So we made time for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy to think about those early days. Um, but I agree. Like, I mean, I definitely think it's a, it's, like you said, it depends on the person, but I definitely think for me, like I would do it again. I would trade it off again because the benefits much more outweigh the, uh, negatives or the drawbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, like I feel like when it's, it's good, like, 75 to 80 percent of the time and then 20 percent of the time it might get really bad for a little bit (laughs) but that's just because like when you do what you love you really are putting so much more of yourself into it Mm -hmm. even if you're not the face of it like you still it's your baby like it's your it's who you are just out in the form of a business and so when problems come up, it's not like when a problem comes up at your work and you're just like pissed off because you're annoyed at all the people who are contributing to the problem and pissed that it's so hard to solve the problem. And, you know, like I'm not saying people don't care about their job. I'm sure they do. (laughs) But I'm just saying I feel like a lot of the time when I hear people talk about problems at their job, it's usually about like the other people that are contributing to it or like the system or whatever. It's not like, God damn it, I care about this so much, you know. Mm -hmm. And when you have your when you do what you love, you love it like you love it so much. You don't want anything to happen to it negatively. Now, things will, you know, things will because that's just life. Life isn't perfect and neither is your passion or whatever. It's There's always things that come up. But most of the time, your passion and excitement can get you over those humps. Mm-hmm. And then there's sometimes where just shit happens, like life happens. And when those things happen, it might seem like a much bigger hump to get over. Like it might take some more time to figure it out than just like, whatever, let's keep going. You know, it might take a little more time, but that doesn't mean that you can't get over it. It just means that like there are moments in the entrepreneurial or work for yourself uh, business where it takes more effort to figure it out, you know, because you're changing and maybe your business is changing. And, but that being said, is that 20% um, or is like the other 80% worth the 20%? 1,000%. 1,000%. 1,000%. That's what that equals. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. Like, if I think that if I was going through what I'm going through now, if I was going through that at the chiropractic office, I know I could still work because- Like I knew it was scripts that I said to people and it was basically like, I didn't have to think about it. I could just go through the motions. Right. Mm -hmm. And with home health, it was similar. I mean, I had to use more thought because I could kill people. Don't want to do that, but, um, I could just go through the motions. And I think that when you're at a job, even if you like your job, that it's not your business, it's someone else's, it's a company, it's, it's an organization, whatever the case may be. There are certain systems of operation that you have to abide by. So that way that the business can run, like every business has that. And when you just kind of memorize those, you can just go about your day and and still use that instead of you are creating those systems of operation and you're figuring out what's working, what's not working. How can we um, 
rearrange it. I think that that is very, very different than being an employee as compared to being an employer. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. But still worth it. Not for everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. Alexa and I have been through a lot of shit, a lot of shit with this business. And um, there was a, per- I'm not going to go into detail, but there was a particular time where I remember when I was with Alex, he said, this is why I could never own a business because <laughs> I'm too afraid of something like it was a big deal we were going through. And he said, I, I would be too afraid of um, having my business fail. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what differentiates people um, is that everybody thinks they should be paid the same wage, but really what's happening is the employer is taking all the risk. And mm. because you're taking all the risk, I think you should get a little bit more reward. And so, um, yeah, yeah, not everybody's willing it, to take on that risk. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a lot. It's, it's not just risk, it's investment, it's responsibility. <clears throat> it's, because if your employee qu- quits tomorrow, okay, like yeah. that's we'll find someone if, else. Yeah, and also like, what are you gonna do? But you can't force them to stay there. You can't. Right. It's not. It, it. It. Even if that was their job, okay. Well, it was their responsibility to run point on this event or something. If they quit, that's it. You have to go. Like, or you know, you're responsible ultimately. So for sure, and I think that's why people start businesses is because they like the thrill. They like the thrill of, I mean, that's that's why I do, you know? Like I like the thrill of not knowing necessarily exactly what's gonna happen next. Some people effing hate that. Like yeah. they hate the idea of not knowing exactly what tomorrow is gonna look like in terms of like what's needed of them, what their schedule is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you're that type of person, awesome, because there needs to be people that are wanting to be a part of something and don't, We, if we all just wanted to start things, there would be no one to help us run them, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we all need to play a role. But um, yeah, I, I definitely think that especially in the intuitive community, There are a lot of people who, if they wanted to, you could have your own business. You could have your own intuitive business. Now, you have to evaluate if that's right for you. But, um, you know, this is intuition and intuitive guidance and intuitive coaching and all this. This has just begun. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you guys are, like, seeing out there in the world, but it's being – suddenly starting to come out in like interviews with celebrities and all of this is just suddenly becoming normal that people do it's on e it's on e like you know what i mean it's it's on tv and it's not in like a sideshow way like the way that they used to kind of do like john edwards a little bit like it's more in like a yeah this is a thing and this is what we do and it's really helpful and it's really healing and so I just remember like when we first started this podcast, forget who would say this, but it was like whatever channel I was like listening to at the time would always say, um, you know, in the future, you guys are going to be the rock stars. Like you guys are going to be the celebrities. Not not me specifically, just like intuitive people. Intuitive people will be the rock stars because 
you will be the ones who, number one, were brave enough to go down this path because it could be hard (laughs) at times. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, you're the ones who are going to be like, I guess I didn't fully understand why at the time, but now I can kind of see it starting to happen where it's like people are very fascinated with this. And so that's just to say, if you're in this community, if you know you're intuitive, if you feel like you have a calling, maybe consider the fact that this could be your business. Like Mm -hmm. it could be. And Take a step in that direction and see what it feels like. Um, We just started an intuitive membership community complete with an intuitive development course and weekly coaching uh, and a private community full of people to practice with um, specifically for this community of people who are like, I think I'm intuitive. I kind of had had some experiences, but I haven't really done anything with it. I don't know. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. This is exactly why we created this, and it's called Super Bloom. But this is exactly why we created this, because Ambie and I have talked many, many times over the years, and I think what we both realized- I just like the way you said that. Go ahead. Sorry. What? <laughs> said what? We have talked many times over many, the years. Many times. <laughs> every day, in fact. <laughs> we talk every day. Okay, go ahead. Um, but specifically about like what- Kind of like what we want our legacy to be, although like I don't think we're like saying those words, but that's what we're saying. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's like what's important to us? Like what do we want to create while we're here? Like what do we want to do with this time we have and this time we have together? And I think what we've deduced is that empowering people to understand their intuition and understand that their intuition is a birthright and understanding that they're really, really powerful And that they can be a really big help to themselves, to the people around them, to the world. Um, And that it's okay to follow your calling. Like, and that you don't have to do it alone, too. Because that's very overwhelming. And that if you're, but I do want to say that if you are too afraid to do it, right? If you're coming up with reasons why you shouldn't do it, then that should be a sign as well. That you should do it. That you should not do it. Because (laughs) it's not, it's not for everybody, but if you're coming up with reasons on why you should not do it, then maybe that's, maybe you need more practice. Maybe you need, you know, uh, there's a reason that that's happening as well. Well, I just feel like if you're coming up with reasons why it's what, I mean, it's kind of what you just said, but to elaborate on it, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. It means that there's something that's scary to you about doing mm-hmm. it. And there's a part of you that probably really wants to do it, but you just keep brushing up against the fear. And right. so again, like this can, well, you have to be ready. Whatever you decide, you have to be ready to do it. But when mm-hmm. you decide that you're ready, there is a community and a support system here for you that we built specifically for you to be able to be in a safe space where you won't be judged and there's a ton of other people that are practicing and doing the same thing and, you know, are wanting community to do that with. So um, I just say that because, well, because tomorrow is when uh, Super Bloom is officially open. Um, and yeah, we just, we, we finished uploading everything on there today. And um, if this is something that's calling to you, 
this is a really good option for that. Um, so definitely check it out. You can click the link in our bio um, or in the show notes and it, it'll take you to like a, a lot of really great video testimonials and written testimonials of people who've gone through this and are still in this. Um, and yeah, I think that um, some of you could have, if you've been looking for a way out of like the uh, traditional nine to five, but don't don't really know what, you never know. Like if this is a calling for you, take a step, see how it feels, see how you do. You, you will probably surprise yourself. I feel like that's what we've witnessed time and time again. People really surprising themselves and being like, whoa, I am intuitive or I am uh, psychic or I do have this ability, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think more than, more than you really expect. People have been saying that a lot to me. Hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) anything else you want to say about um that ambi before we move on to just a couple announcements um don't be afraid because honestly i was really afraid for a really long time before i decided to do this full time and quit my job and it was the best decision i've ever made so don't be scared Agreed. Agreed. That is the number one, just one more thing. Cause that reminded me like, that is what's so fascinating. It's like, that is the number one thing that I think we see with people who are wanting to develop this is it's fear, but it's not necessarily the fear you would think of. It's more the fear of trying and seeing that it doesn't, it, it's, it's a fear that, that you will try Mm -hmm. And you'll get it wrong. And then you'll say to yourself, see, this isn't real. You're not intuitive. This doesn't, this isn't, the magic isn't there. And I think one of the biggest things we really talk about in our community is how you will try. And sometimes you will get it wrong. And that doesn't mean anything about your intuition whatsoever. Nothing. It just means you're learning. And... Um, you're figuring out and you're learning how to listen to yourself. And it does not mean that this is not real. So I agree with Ambi. Don't be scared or eat or be scared and do it anyway. How about that? Be scared and do it anyway. Um, I like that. I'm on, on that note, let's thank uh, the sponsors of the show, our newest patrons, Raina Ross, <laughs> Tara Borden, and Kimberly King, thank you guys so much for being a part of our community. A um, couple announcements about Patreon. One, if you didn't see our intuitive investigation into the Illuminati uh, from this month, definitely check it out. Um, you can join for just as low as $5 to get access to all our bonus content, including our celebrity spirit interviews and our intuitive investigations. Um, we vote on those every month. And so this, this episode will be coming out uh, the 1st of June. So um, that means new voting on celebrity spirit interviews and what we intuitively investigate. So make sure you get on there to vote. Uh, Also, second announcement is that our our coaching with ARC9 tier, which is our cocoon tier, it's $80 a month. We just had an opening in that tier, and that's significant because we normally don't have any openings in that tier. People get in there and they stay in there for months, years. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, because they I just, was going to say years. <laughs> yeah. 
because they love uh, – it's just a really special group, but also it's a chance to really get coaching one-on-one with the ARC-9 um, twice mm-hmm. a month. So, yeah, if you want that spot, make sure you go and grab it because they go fast. And uh, like I said, there's not usually spots open. So whoever will be the lucky one, we will see you. <laughs> we will see you in coaching next month. Um, Ambie, anything else you wanted to announce? Um, no, not right now. Okay. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you had a, a relaxing or a loving holiday. Um, and welcome to June. Happy Gemini season. Yay. Happy Gemini <laughs> season. All right, everyone. Until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.